I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We on the motherfucking Bullet Care Podcast. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. Hey, that's right, bitch. We on the Bootleg Care Podcast. I do not mean that in a derogatory way. I appreciate all human beings. I just like to say the word bitch sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, uh, welcome. <clears throat> we got a cool episode today. Want to give a big shout out to Guap Dad 4000. Guap Dad is one of the most eclectic, uh, hilarious, talented young dudes in hip hop. And he is on the podcast today. And we have a fucking doozy for you. I mean, this was like an hour and a half banger. How long was the episode? It was like a buck 20, just talking some crazy shit. This is, this is probably one of my favorite ones we've done in a while. Um, All about, you know, we talk about Guap Dad pimping. Uh, we talk about all kinds of ill shit, man. If you might have uh, heard of him, he was on the uh, Dreamville Revenge of the Dreamers uh, project. Uh, part three, right? That was part three that got nominated for the Grammy. Yeah, so Revenge of the Dreamers three, which was nominated for a Grammy. He's been doing his thing for a while at the Bay Area. So we're going to be talking with him. If you have no idea who the fuck WAP that is, please just keep listening and enjoy the, the conversation we have. And then you'll be a fan by the end of the interview. Or you'll think he's a piece of shit. One of those two things might happen. To be fair. Um, we got a shout out to our sponsors, though, man. Big ups to uh, Odd Socks. Make sure you go to oddsocksofficial.com and use the keyword bootleg kev for 20% off. That's 20% off at oddsocksofficial.com. Keyword bootleg kev. Save some money and get some fly fucking shit, all right? They got the socks. They got the fucking draws. They got the masks. They got Hulk Hogan slippers, fam. WWE license. All kinds of movies. Mike Tyson, ODB, Pimps. Mac Dre. Oh, no more Mac Dre socks for you, Nico Blitz. They're all out. Damn, son. Damn. Anyway, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Keyword, bootleg Kev, save 20% off. And while you're at it, go check out our other sponsor. Go to vapingcbd.com. Keyword, bootleg Kev, save 20% off of all your vaping products. I'm talking uh, really like, what are you into? You need some lotion. You need, uh, you know, maybe a little something to help put you to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little cart. You know, maybe you're trying to just, you know, 
Just participate in some of that CBD goodness. Go to vapingcbd.com. Use the keyword Blue Lake Cafe. Save 20% off. Let's get into this Guap Dad 4000 episode right now. Blue Lake Cafe podcast with Guap Dad 4000. Not to be confused with Guap Daddy 4000. Yes, please don't confuse Don't me, ever man. call him that. We just did a, we, we just did a prank <laughs> on you with the Nelk Boys. And uh, it almost went left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy it didn't. Um, well, look, it, it it ended up working out well. It was it was very funny. Yeah, shout no. out to Jesse and those guys. Um, when we were actually like trying to re- record the interview, the fake interview, we were talking about uh, you, show everybody your nails. You got the fucking clear polish on them things. Yeah, them nails shining. How often do you get your nails done? Uh, man, I, you got to do uh, maintenance on the coochie grippers at least uh, once a week. Every two weeks, the coochie grippers. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. The coochie caress. The consensual co- coochie grippers. Every time. Every time. Got to be right. Every time. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think more dudes should get their nails done. Yeah, niggas be sleeping. I think but people I just. Th- it's just laziness, and it's just honestly, I was raised to go to the nail shop. You were like, raised that way. Yeah, my 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 dad and my mama fuck with it. Just, Tough. Just going. And they in. always have, so they will always bring me. I've been going. Which side of your family is the Filipino side? It's always the mama side. The mom side, yeah. Yeah, it's always the mama side. Right, 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 right. Like, you're like, who's the Filipino dude bagging, like, you know, a bad, a bad, lovely, you know, sister from Oakland? It's maybe in the Bay. Like, maybe. Like, maybe Pilo, right? Like, maybe Pilo. Oh, for sure, Pilo. Like, maybe. Yeah, he's getting them. Definitely not Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Nico. He can't even get the third camera working. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he, he, Let yeah, alone yeah. the leg. Worst fucking producer ever. <laughs> Um, I'm just playing ego. I love you. Yo, so uh, you know you're embracing the Filipino side. You're doing an album with uh, with 88 Rising, and, mm-hmm. and you know you, just, you you were telling me you did like the virtual festival. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it was super tight. We we wanted to bring this album to 88 Rising because <clears throat> of the Filipino aspect and uh, kind of like the next step aspect. I feel like I, I love. A lot of their narrative content and a lot of their story-based stuff, their documentary stuff. And their videos are crazy. It's just amazing. And I already got crazy videos, so it's tight for me to connect with them with a team that I already came up with. Chris Simmons and the people that we we use on our shoots and be competing and swinging at the same level. Yeah. Some of that stuff. You you were saying earlier that like Pinch was like the common denominator to kind of you know, maybe connect you guys a bit? It was a lot of things, but that was like the first one because he was performing at their festival. Mm-hmm. They had in the clouds thing, and uh, I was in his trailer navigating, meeting people, right. and I ran into Bryant. We met physically for the first time then. We had already had mutual people just because of Duckworth and the homie Drew Banger from the Bay. You, uh, <laughs> It's crazy because I told this to Brian, like, um, what was that album he put out, Nico, a couple years ago? Sailor? Yeah, that shit was crazy. But I feel like he, like, Kind of like really improved as a fucking rapper, mm-hmm. like heavily. Like no, he's dope. Yeah, and I feel like you've always been dope as a rapper, but I feel like people haven't seen you in that light. And I feel like you know, obviously the Dreamville thing helped, but I also feel like the quarantine bars, like you rapping on Instagram. Every oh yeah, Rona raps, the Rona raps, whatever mm-hmm. you were doing was fucking is dope because I think it like, first of all, perfect bit to do for you know, the the pandemic, especially because you were doing that shit early. Yeah, like right off the rip. But I also think it kind of just showcased like your like your capabilities as an MC. Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of love? Like hell of love. 
I got I got all the love that I was I feel like I was supposed to get um or that I could merit at the time from that. I do still wish that I could have did more episodes, but it just was so hard to manage after a certain point, just like hounding niggas down to rap in their house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Soon as the world start opening up where we thought it was, the runner raps was done. Yeah, you were like early, like when we was really like hunkered down at the crib oh, watching no. Tiger King. We figured that shit out a week into me being home. It was Sam's idea. Nice. Sam brought it up because nice. I told him we was trying to plan content. I told him I wanted to do freestyles and shit. So he was like, you might as well freestyle with your partner's dad home too. Yep. It was like Joey Badass was on there. Mm-hmm. Wiz. Wiz, Chris Brown, Buddy, Currency, uh, Earth Gang, um, Murs. Was there someone Chris who like Brown. S- sent you their rap and you were like, fuck, Mike, he, bought, he bodied me this week? Currency. Currency. Spit is, yeah, Spit is another, another legend. Currency went so, did so tight for one that he cut time off the end of his verse, sent it again. He was like, I rapped too long the first time. Because this nigga just caught a body while he was playing with his Hot Wheels in his closet and started freestyling. That's some real currency shit. Yeah, Currency's doing. original verse for Runner Raps that he sent me was like three minutes long. Oh, shit. No, he rapped forever. And I was like, I, I mean, it's too long for us to post up. I know I, I was telling people there is no limit, but Currency really like. So it's like some of the there. people who did the Rona Raps, like. Some of those people you don't have music with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming you're fans of them. Like, yeah, I like, mean, to my knowledge, you and Currency don't have music? No, we do. You do? Okay, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, Currency did a project uh, with DJ Fresh. Shout out DJ Fresh from the Bay. Um, And I was featured on there. I got, okay, a, okay. I got a song called Easy Hard with Currency. It's actually one of my best, best get my best guest, guest verses. verses. Yeah. Yeah, if you know Spit is on it, you got to come with your shit. Oh, for sure. Sh- I, I skated on that bitch. I skated, floated. I love that verse. And the fans love it too. Like people really enjoy that song. Uh talk about the title of the upcoming album and why it is like give us the background of the title. It's called Eleven Seventy Six and that is the address of the house that I grew up in in Oakland. Um I know a lot of people have attachments. Like if you if we look at all the album covers, a lot of people have attachments to like their childhood homes. Yeah, yeah. And baby pictures and mm-hmm. shit. So this is my my version of that, but in personal a way, project. Yeah. A way more, you know, all the way me way. It's mm-hmm. like my my full narrative. And I feel like uh I really wanted to get this off my chest so I can move past it creatively. Mm. Just about talking about my origins because that's what the album is really. It's an origin story for me. Where I'm able to talk about certain things that hurt me, certain things that helped me, uh, certain things that got me lit. Just my whole lifestyle before I moved to L.A. Do you think, because you're known for, I would say, like, people know you as a personality, Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. a character, right? They know you to be fucking hilarious, the scammer shit, all that. Does that ever hurt you as an artist, like, having, have you ever, like, ran into issues where you feel like people didn't take you serious because they look at you more as, like, the funny ass dude. Mm-hmm. Has, has, has that ever been something you've noticed happening? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> people have done that all my life. It's just, it's just like, it's like it that way. When you, I feel like when you look the way I do and you carry yourself the way I do, I'm always in between worlds. Yeah, like I, I always been the kind of creative, eclectic kid. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm from Oakland. You seen how I was finna do blood? Like it, it's, it's a really a duality that come with my existence. And that's part of the fault of people not 
being fully tapped in with that. So mm. I don't I don't blame him. I'm not mad at it. It it was a time when that was frustrating, but uh that didn't last too long. Right. You know, I just and I feel like too and pivoted. I feel like too, just like the last couple of years, some of the looks and like people who have co signed you and you know, I feel like that probably alleviated some of that as well. Honestly, the Dreamville shit to keep it a hundred. The Dreamville that shit. That was like my last chip on my shoulder where I like I went there trying to trying to like prove that you belong. I belong and I am one of the best niggas that it can make a song that y'all can invite. Right. And after that, and then we went to the Grammys and that whole shit. It, I, I started moving different creatively. Still, I'm learning how to scale back certain aspects of just like being hella good to make uh, to make the overall experience of the song more enjoyable. Because sometimes you got pull punches, you know. Of course. But like that comes with time. So I I'm not mad at people for trying to. F- it's human nature to look at this as an ashtray and not. As a cup holder, you know what I'm saying. But it could be a cup holder. It could. I could have put my. Cu- I actually want to move this cup because it's it's empty and it looks ghetto. You know, we could just get rid of it. See if Nico can dispose of a cup. He can't get a third camera working. But you know, <laughs> see if he can fucking throw away. A cup. We finna roast Nico the about that third camera. This whole Christ. podcast. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, like with the Dreamville thing, who who from Dreamville was it? Eve was it? Like who was it that originally? Like tapped in with you to to become a part of the uh, the Revenge of the Dreamer sessions. Shit, Cole. It was Cole. Yeah, that was the original thing. I I met Cole uh, at the Nice Guy, leaving uh, Drake's New Year's thing, and he was like, "Yo, take my number down before you leave." And I texted him immediately, and he texted me back. Right, everyone <laughs> says that, and then Bruh, you hit it them was and- so crazy right, to me. Right, I was right. like, <laughs> I tell that story every time because nobody's ever done that. Right. Nobody, especially Jake. Even people who I'm closer friends with now, like Bryson. When I met right. Bryson, it took him uh, a minute to text me back, and I'm hella cool. Right, I'm right. closer to Bryson than I am Cole. But that just when he texted me back like that, I was like, "Damn, I fuck with that. I hella fuck with that." And the homie Ryan at the time, who I was fucking around with from a previous a uh, label situation, shout out Fly Rye, was also in and around. The Dreamville camp. So mm. we had Cole bringing me up. Right, like, oh, no, I know that nigga. No, you just come right, on. Right. And then it, it just kind of fell into place. It worked out beautifully. You got a Grammy nomination. Right? Shit. That's forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Forever, ever. Yeah. That's, and that's crazy. Beautiful. Um, you know, the other thing, too, that I wanted to talk to you about, because with the pandemic, you know, you kind of came into the game kind of uh, being known as, as a scammer. Mm-hmm. Make you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's still it's still a part of me. Like I'm I'm revealing uh, chapters of myself as they come and as I figure out how to express them creatively. Mm. You know. So at first I came out. It was the internet thing. That's what I was on. I was fucking trying not to scam, and I'm just an internet baby at heart. So that's what people see me as. And it was a rapper because I really want to be one of the fucking tightest. Niggas that was barred up, so that's what niggas were seeing from me, and now I'm kind of opening up the full envelope to just facts, you know, just making good timeless shit. Yeah, but I'm wondering with the uh, you know with the pandemic, the fucking EDD shit is booming, mm-hmm. booming. Mm-hmm. Like I got friends of mine that like have made like six figures during the pandemic off of the EDD shit, and I'm mm-hmm. like afraid for them because I'm like, dude, you, you guys are kind of turning up a little bit much. Yeah. 
Like, would there be any sort of advice you'd give to anybody who's watching this that might be dabbling in that? Because, you know, it's definitely, it seems like it's very easy yeah, to I get mean, a, hit a lick off scams, that shit though. right now. All scams is, uh, I, I mean, for what's available to the urban community that is a part of the market share of fraud. Mm-hmm. All those available or like ready available are all relatively pretty easy. When it comes to the EDD and any type of current scams, I don't know anything about none of that shit. But if I had to give advice to somebody, it would be to stay off Instagram. Yeah, man, that's the thing. People you people be flossing their shit like you saw the the guy who shot the music video. Oh, he he I don't like to slander niggas, right? But he was an absolute idiot. The worst. He I, was probably the one of the dumbest niggas that we've ever seen, ever. Who could do that? Like that's he. He's. I look at him the same way. Some nigga in the bay just killed two girls and went live on Instagram. I saw that. You seen that? Yeah. Some rapper he, sister. He's the same. He's the same type of nigga. He's just his song was catchy, but that's the same thing. This is a crime, dog. Yeah. And you just snitched on yourself. And you just snitched on yourself. For the clout. In the act, when the, when the, when the lick is hot, and told him where you was at? This nigga was on Rodeo, and he was still there. Showing the envelopes and shit. Yeah, like, what the... F- Some people are just stupid. But, I mean, that's Darwinism, though. Was that... You know, obviously, that guy did that for clicks, for, for clout. It was clickbait. And I feel like when, when you first came out, I feel like that... Like, when, when, I, when people first kind of became hip to you i feel like that was the peak of the internet shit dictating who was getting signed you know that was like it was almost like this battle between like does the music even fucking matter anymore or is it the antics because motherfucking like you know ig comedians were getting record deals yeah and shit and the music was not good you kind of, I feel like we're like a pick perfect mixture of like both worlds because you kind of figured out how to be like funny on the internet, but your shit was dope. Yeah. But was that ever like something like, because I feel like to be a dope MC and, and to try to make it in that world and to not have personality, which you obviously have, it had to have been frustrating, but you know, obviously you had both both sides covered, but, but that era, I would say like 2016, 2017, early 2018 like it, it just was i feel like it was like a dark era for music for like the industry it definitely was it was a dark era for creativity as a whole we were coming out of the soundcloud era mm-hmm. and all of the champions from this whole new fucking subgenre that just went crazy and blew up and inspired all the youth passed away yep that's depressing as fuck for for everybody that is supposed to be like the the young foundation moving into the next generation in terms of listeners. Mm-hmm. They were all devastated and had nothing to be inspired on, which is why I feel like a lot of the females in the game is getting their opportunity now because it was such a wide open window. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like Megan came in who understood the internet, who was going viral, who did all the fucking anime weeaboo shit, mm-hmm. but then also had the music. Of course, people latched on to that shit. It was just, it, it was so good. So I think that's tight, because I honestly think women in rap are, like, shitting on the niggas right now. I think now. it's like, I think we're, like, in the middle of, like, the female rapper renaissance. Like, well, like yeah. this is, like, the, like, we're going to look back 
uh, like the last two or three years, but like, yo, that it, it was so popping. You yeah. had Cardi and Sweetie, and you had Rhapsody. Yeah, you had all, all of these. It, it we've never seen it. You know, like forever it was just Nicki. Mm-hmm. Period. And she was be- the only one. Yeah, and before that, it was like Foxy, and you know, I mean, there was a you know the nineties. You know, it was the Brad, Foxy, Missy, yeah. but like for like twelve years, it was just Nicki Minaj, and then. You know, I remember she, I think she won the BET Female Rapper of the Year Award like nine years straight or some shit. She was the only one. Who she was, was the only one. <laughs> Who else was really compete? But she was also, but my thing is though, because I just had a debate with somebody about this. Uh, just because she was the only one though, don't take away from how much of a legend she was. Because that's what a lot of people like to I say. I think she's the greatest of all time, female wise. Same. I just don't. I don't even think there's a discussion. I think you could you could say Lauren Hill based off off of the, the score and Miseducation, but as far as like, I think Lauren Hill's a a a, a more uh, complete artist, like all around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because she could obviously. We're talking about MC like Nikki, like barred out Hove or do, Monster. Do, do we um, do people actually imagine Lauren Hill out rapping Nicki Minaj on something though? Like, if, I think she could make a better song, uh, right. relatively probably a better album. Yeah, but like. Can she outrap Nicki? Minaj? I would say like, yo, just listen to Monster. Like Nicki destroyed Peak Ross, Peak Hove, Peak Kanye. Bruh, do you do? I mean, I, I'm an Oakland nigga, so I come from the. I'm a function baby. Mm-hmm. In the function, if Nicki Minaj remixed a song, I don't give a fuck whose song it was. Wayne, Jay Z. Oh, when she did, when she did, when, when, when she, she first did came out, she did remix? the. Remember when she did the Dunk remix, the Soldier Boy yeah. shit? Yeah, was I was on the plane with Dwayne. Oh, I know the verse. Was Trust hard. me, <laughs> yeah, Nicki's the goat. <laughs> yeah, she the goat. She the goat. I think she just became a little bit unlikable. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I just don't think the Cardi thing helped her because Cardi was so likable. So it, it makes people think like forget like history almost like hey like mm-hmm. yeah Cardi's hot and she's much more likable than Nicki but like you can't just erase a decade of dominance from like you yeah. know what I mean yeah uh, I, um I think that's a problem that uh that a lot of OGs face in the game is is the Jay Z quote uh, will you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And I think that's just an inevitable in rap. Look at everybody who we used to champion that. Even I call myself roasting sometimes, but I I, I don't actually mean, but like nigga that talks shit amongst right, friends, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, like Eminem, Ludacris, all these people who had all this type of success, but like just when people get old, bro, they just aren't cool as they yeah. used to be. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it go. That's life. I'm a... I'm less cool. Definitely, than I, was as a I, I I definitely feel like that happened with M. I feel like the album he dropped last year was was his best album in like ten years. But I feel like there was a just a block of Eminem's career the last decade where we were just like, nobody want to hear this shit. But he's still rapping at a superior level. Yeah, no, I mean, and he's a fucking all time great. I just don't think the music, just I don't know, some of the shit he was putting out. Like you know, you could like. Look at some artists like Royce the Five Nine, who's as old as M, who's but was has been putting out dope music. Hey, and in my opinion, as uh, just a fan of everything that I've heard from Royce that I chose to listen to, because I'm not like a super right uh, Royce head or anything, but like I feel like lyrically he he why he he on the same dojo level as Eminem. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You can't play me a song to prove me wrong. About no, you're right it, you about that. Saying? Royce is a goat, bro. He's one of the most slept on dudes ever. Yeah, 
Um, Shout out to Roy. He got a lot of love for the town, too. He showed Oakland a lot of love. And you know, because Detroit and Oakland got that that kind of synergy. What is the synergy? Because there is a synergy between Detroit and Oakland. What is it exactly? You know, it's it's deeper rooted into the history of music, the car business, um, and travel. About why we got the Bay Area got this direct connection to Motor City. You know what I'm saying? But um, aside from that, and like just the history of business and infrastructure, we just really align our personal values the same way that niggas from Detroit do. Like the same way they talk to women and the same way they like to go put on Cartier's and have sideshows. Like we either started it and showed it to them or, and they started stuff and showed it to us. It's mm. always been this cultural exchange of just really regionally specific habits that we share with Detroit. Yeah, I had that conversation, uh, you know, uh, you know, Empire has a bunch of Detroit artists. Yeah. And it's like Gazi was like, yo, there's a connection Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, and I was like, yo, there is like when you really think about it. Yeah, no, just the energy is very. It's it just all the similar. beats that them niggas is on. It sound real similar. And w- when they started uh, coming into like the 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 internet underground mm. area of like listener, and really start having their moments, then Oakland start taking from the beats that they was on. There's it even was, like it two, was always a back and forth. If you of, think about Oakland too, like or or the Bay. Historically, there's been like two sides of the music game. Mm-hmm. Like in the '90s, there was like the RBL Posse, Forty Too Short, Mac Dre shit. But then on the other side, it was like hieroglyphics. Yeah, and like a lot of backpack shit. And yeah, Detroit's the same it. shit. Mm-hmm. Detroit's like the hardcore street shit. Or there's Jay Dilla and Slum Village and <laughs> Royce, and you know it's two 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 separate sides of the coin. Um, uh, sonically for both cities. Um, we were talking about female rappers earlier. Who's who's like a female MC who 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 obviously Nikki aside, but like who's somebody who you want to tap in with? Uh Tierra Wax. Tierra Wax fire. Yeah. She won She's from Philly, favorites. right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she's fire. I believe so. We've only met once and it was it was all love. I be fanning out. I I don't even hide it. When I really be fanning somebody, I gotta let them know. So I seen I met her at uh at the homie Amber's birthday shout out amber um and it was just it was hella cool I, I really just wanted to be like please get in the studio with me but i tried to be cool i was like oh yeah i'm a big fan man <laughs> when's, the, when's the last time you fanned out with somebody um i feel like i'm missing something i feel like it was a time recently where it happened who have i met recently or short too short it was it was uh I was in Oakland with two short and two bitches eating some fried fish at a at a place in the, in Alameda. It was a double date. Uh no, I mean something like it was that? really like two short and two hoes, and, and I was there and you too. were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were the third wheel in the in the four leg situation there. Oh, but trust me, I got that I got that third wheel rolling though real fast. That is like that. Is, there's something to be said that like you're hanging out with too short. Of course, you'd have two bitches. Like bruh. that. That that doesn't and, disappoint. Like and, yeah, and you, you know, this is right on brand, bro. So I'm we're we're like three slush margaritas down. It's starting to beat my ass. So I'm like trying to take it slow. I'm eating hell of the fucking fish. I flip it over. That's how much of the fish I'm eating. Yeah. 
And, and he looked at me. He said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with this nigga right now. I'm like, what? Because he's been on FaceTime yeah. this whole time. I just been entertaining the hoes. And he turned the phone and he put me on FaceTime. It's, it's him, E-40, Ice Cube, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and then he just take his AirPods out, hand it to me, and I don't know nothing about what they been talking about or right. nothing. And then and, and 40 going hard, talking about what's up. He's showing me love. Snoop instantly was like, what's up, Neff? Like, was Ice Cube, with it? Ice Cube was like, who is this guy? Hella fucking menacing. But he was showing me love at the same time, but he was so sick. He was literally like this. He was like, yeah, no, Short was telling us, mm-hmm. Nah, I see, I see. I, I ain't never heard of you, but I'm finna check you out because Snoop said you creative. And I was like, oh, no, you, you know, I be, I be making content shit, Mr. Q. <laughs> I be in the next Friday. I heard Chris Tucker I doesn't want to be in it. I, I be you know. acting and shit, and then Snoop and Short was like, man, you should direct the whole video. I was like, if y'all give me a song to do it, I'll do it. For sure. Yeah, do it for free. Yeah, I'll do it. Please let me do it. But, um... That was probably my my last starstruck moment for sure. With oh that yeah, that bro. FaceTime's crazy. It was tight too because it was really christening me. Like, nah, if short is giving you the okay, Snoop already did it. Forty mm-hmm. partially did it. Now, it, all right, Cube's on board. We fucking with you. How disappointed? That meant a lot to me. How disappointed would you be if when you went to hang out with Too Short, he introduced you to his wife that he's been with for like twenty years? <laughs> And like two small children of his, and he was like, "Hey, hey, this is my wife. Yeah, these are my kids. Let's go to Applebee's. Yeah, like wouldn't that be a little disappointing?" And it's like a, like a white lady with a with a bob. Cut yeah, and like a she's like, "Hi, your guap daddy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's this falcon about? Like, yeah, what? the type of lady who who wear like my son is my king shirts. I saw sugar free. I saw sugar free in Vegas mm-hmm. with two bitches on leashes. Of course, and I was like, "This is." Thank you. Yeah. This is what I'm. This is why this. This is how I. I run into Sugar Free at the at Planet Hollywood, yeah. walking through the fucking mall with fucking two females on leashes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I just glad, I'm glad to know Sugar Free still going strong. I'm glad to know that that pimping is eternal. It is eternal. It will never die. Like he ain't like like if I just saw Sugar Free walking through Planet Hollywood holding hands with a female, I'd have been like, damn. I still would have been like fell off, free, living off the bitch. You know, that's what I would have hands, bro. Yeah, on leashes. Can you imagine like, the white people walking by who had no idea who this this guy was? It was, it was, it was hilarious. Were you a sugar free fan? Mm-hmm. Sugar free is like an acquired taste. Uh, I fucked with all all of the flavor rap. Like we we had one sugar free song on a CD. And that's how I knew who Sugar Free was. Before. When you like would make the Napster mix CDs and shit back in the day, it was the one where he's beating on the table. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it, it was that song. So we listened to that shit over. We had that and Get Stupid. This was how how I first heard the song Get Stupid was on that CD. That was it. Who made the Who made the CD? Who My little cousin Sonny Bo. He was burnt. It was shit. his CD. I think he took it from somebody. His older brother. Um, I miss the days where we like just get random CDs in your car. You'd be like, "What's this?" And yeah, like fucking and just, twelve new songs you never heard of. You're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, those were the days. It was tight. Um, that's how I learned about Sugar Free. Was a fan ever since. Soon as he, soon as I heard, I'd rather give you my bitch yeah. tonight. I said, "Oh man, that that's dedication to the paper." If I ever seen it, you could take my whole bitch, man. Just don't take my weed or my money. Take the bitch, please. Have her. That's great. 
I said, oh, wait. Yo, how much was uh, Lil B in the base shit? I'm obviously, even before that, um, you know, I always say that the pack really influenced L.A. sound. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it was the, I feel like the pack. And was, the fashion. Well, I feel like the pack was doing a lot of, like, what ended up being mustard sound first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and shout out to League of Stars and those guys. But I always thought sonically the pack was doing that shit first. But then, you know, Lil B had his run where he was putting out a trillion mixtapes and just kind of became this fucking cult figure. Yeah. Um, how big how big of an influence was like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that shit hit different in the Bay. Like I was living in Vegas when the when the cooking and all that shit was going on. Mm-hmm. And the shit was big there with the kids. But yeah. I can only imagine in the Bay where I mean, to me it was so big it felt already like legendary. It felt like um it just felt like Lil B was this intangible, unreachable entity that did and said whatever he wanted to say as an internet baby from the Bay. Mm. I loved it. I praised it. I still do. I think Lil B is, till this day, one of the most influential rappers in hip-hop ever. Every top 100 list needs to have Lil B on it. I don't give a fuck if he 100. But, like, his impact had generational ripples. Mm-hmm. Same same thing as Chief Keef. The way people give Chief Keef that praise, Lil B right there. Yeah, I feel like Lil B was like the first, uh, you know, if you think about the era we were just talking about, like that 2016, I feel like like Lil, like all of them kids took from like Lil B, Riff Raff, like there was like that mm-hmm. whole, like those internet figures that were just doing crazy shit. It wasn't yeah. as much about the music as it was about the person they were and doing, the antics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was... Uh, that was before the antics became doing things to yourself. True. You know what I'm saying? That was just doing things. It was just like, yo, look at this dude. On, all these motherfuckers are telling him he could, they could fuck his, like, you could yeah, fuck my bitch yeah. base God. That's when, <laughs> that's when it was real. Like, back when Riff Raff, who I also take influence from, and me, me and Riff have had conversations about it. I love Riff Raff. He's hilarious. Um, if, if he would have came out five, six years later... He'd be yeah. so much bigger, bro. He'd be he'd be the number one nigga. He's he, fucking hilarious. He was like the crossover into when people started doing shit to themselves. And by that, I mean like he the dyed TV hair, and all that. the tattoos. Yeah, he had a like, fucking world star. He, and pi- he pioneered that, that yeah. for real. Definitely for real. And people don't bring that shit up. Now, what I say, it was it went as far as like a little B or Chief Keef in terms of nah, influence. Of course no. not. Nope, nope. But he was definitely on the forefront. Yeah, for that he was doing it a lot of. <laughs> I'm a fan of all of them niggas, man. I fuck. I fucked with all of it. The Riff Raff uh, shit, there was a record he did with Action Bronson called Bird on a Wire that mm-hmm. Harry Fraud produced that was like, I was I like, oh, it. this shit is fire. Yeah. Yeah. It came, I, I also liked the one he did with Mustard. We were slapping. Yeah. How to be a boss or how to be something. How to be the man. Yeah, how to be a man. I just loved his videos where he would just go on rants. <laughs> and talk about like middle of my like I got this lamp from Brazil. Like, ain't no you, middle of the mall shit. And you want to know, I always liked that. I always been attracted to that because Mac Dre does that, Too Short does that, another influence of mine, Dom Kennedy does Dom. it all the Shout fucking time. Shout out to time Dom, yeah, yeah. Where niggas just start talking about their life. Yep. Black gold, black globes sitting on a cherry wood desk. Yeah, I got this shit from I got this shit from Bermuda. You, <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Like yeah. a, that's hella clean to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's some real shit. Who else on your album, man? It is just the homies. It's just people who well, care about me homies. and love me. I do got a lot of homies, so I got to be more specific. Uh, BJ, the Chicago kid's on there. Legend. The homie Tish Hyman is on there. 
Um, the the fellow pedestrian and Filipino Pilo is on there. Only right. And Buddy is on there. Buddy's fucking another just legend. And I feel that, like Buddy don't get enough love. He don't. And that's why I'm making sure that uh, Buddy's one of the most. I like I like to keep him as one of my honest to true God friends. Who like goes out his way to check up on me and my mental health? I believe and I. Everything. I believe one one night I was DJing in Hollywood at Playhouse, and you, buddy, and AD mm-hmm. rolled up randomly. It was my birthday. Yeah, that was my birthday when I poured the champagne on the mm-hmm. hoes in the front. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like I forget what buddy record had just dropped, but it definitely wasn't the song to play at Playhouse. Mm-mm. But I ran that shit. Yeah, you, <laughs> you ran. We went up. It was tight. It was like it was that was my first. Uh, my first like live birthday out here because my first birthday that I, where I was living out here, I went back to the Bay. It's kind of somber. I was mm. like making this transition. So I've been out here a year and I was like, fuck it, man. I, I know all these clubs that want to just give me the fucking rapper table on the side. Yeah, go have fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I hit everybody. Playhouse was the last stop. We had did a whole our whole rounds. Playhouse was the last stop. And I had that table and I called everybody. I was like, it's my birthday. Everybody said this. Nobody said no. Right. Everybody said we pulling up. Yeah, we pulling up. I don't remember if that was when AD got his horse teeth or not. I, I don't no. know. No, it was prior, prior to his teeth. Mm-hmm. I, I always clown AD's teeth. <laughs> I always say he could eat corn on the car probably any, better than any rapper ever. <laughs> he could chew ice. Uh, oh, he could, he could chew. Uh, he could do a lot with those teeth. Mm-hmm. I think his teeth need, need their own podcast. He just launched his podcast. Yeah. 80s teeth. Need their own. They need their own podcast. He could have been standing in that table with the fucking uh, Nelk nigga. <laughs> <He could've laughs> with the Nelk boys. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Shout out to AD, man. That's my brother. I love that guy. I love AD. I he's just the went best. the other day. Yeah, he's the Be best. him Simba and Cass got brothers. Simba. I was just with Simba. Oh, yeah. You were uh, with Cass in, uh, mm-hmm. in Pasadena. Yep. Yeah. Simba left my spot and then went over there. So, yeah. Shout out to Simba. He's He's another Bay Area guy who's yeah. finally getting some love, man. Yeah. Been out for a long I'd time. I'd love to see it. He was out before me. Yeah. He's in been- deal before I even was in the industry. So I'm super happy to see him get his light and his love. A hundred percent. You mentioned moving to L.A. I feel like there's 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 people who move to L.A. and let this shit kind of like consume them. Because it, 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 there, it, it is there is some truth to like the stigma of like artists or YouTubers or TikTokers or whatever that come to LA and just the world that you could get wrapped up in and the things that, that you might, you know, that might carry more weight to you here because you're here that really don't matter. Yeah. Like, did you find like, like, like Mm -hmm. moving to LA, was there any sort of period of time where you felt, you know, like overwhelmed with this shit? Boy, nigga, I feel kind of overwhelmed right now. It's like a constant state of being overwhelmed and adapting. It's, it's how far you want to go. What level are you trying to adapt to for yourself, your own personal goals in your career and your mental happiness? But it's never going to stop mm. until you become like a legacy act. But even then, these these people, these artists have just built the infrastructure around them to deal with that constant like mental attack because it's that forever. And the Internet will solidify that shit because... When you're not dealing with the sauce to get lost in outside, you're dealing with it on your phone. Yeah. You're dealing with it in your email, on Zoom calls. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the shit is forever. That's the job. So it's about how much you want to take. And like I said, it's some shit that I got to deal with currently. And until I figure it's, like, absolutely too much, then maybe I, I'll do that. But I have been thinking about um, just getting another spot somewhere. To like clear myself of this LA shit, especially because 
when you live in LA, you still got to deal with being a transplant because I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people from here, and I respect their rules and regulations of their game, how they right, play right. it. But like, you you still got to be in this city and and navigate such the the thickness of the sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because the world shut down. So you're trying to navigate in the same way that especially you was when the world was open. Well, and especially here. Yeah. It's really shut the fuck down It here. shut the fuck down. So it's like, damn. Why am I even I'm, here? I'm dealing with all of this shit just yeah. to like be here. I don't even need to be here right now. Yeah. The homie, uh, I got a homie uh, who's a rapper, Mike Studd, and he, he, um, he just said, fuck it. And he went to Arizona for like two months and now he's in Montana. He's just yeah. like... Like, I got to get the fuck out of L.A., man. Like, if there's a time to just take a break and unplug, it's, like, while everything shut down. Yeah. I go to the Bay uh, tomorrow to shoot a short film connected to this album. It's going to be four episodes about my origin story, me growing up, like, becoming when I first started scamming. Like, hey, we got a little boy to play me as a kid. It's going to be, like, a whole crazy... Like a movie. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a short... It's, like, an actual Like a short thing. film. Like a real... yeah. Uh, I, I just seen the email. I think we premiering that motherfucker on BT and hella shit. Like, oh shit! It's like a whole, it's a thing. Like, a- is eighty eight rising handling the production and all that? Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. Go. I'm going out there to seriously act. I got all my friends ready, and they've been doing. Are they playing exercises. themselves? Uh huh. It's the only way to do it. We gotta put the home. Come on, oh, come Gotta put my niggas on. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we've always wanted to do. So I'm happy that I can cross this off the bucket list. For everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, we always seriously wanted to tell our story because I come from a crazy place and I'm a mm. crazy nigga. So, like, I always wanted to tell that. And this is a good time to at least tell, like, the general or, like, a good portion of that. Right after that, I fly instantly to Hawaii to shoot the last music video for this album. And then after that, I'm just done. I'm doing press. What, what island are you shooting in Hawaii? I don't even know yet. That's the hey look man shoot all your videos in Hawaii. I want to just stay out there. That shit's <laughs> I a want vibe. I haven't been to Hawaii since I was pimping. I went out there to pimp a couple years ago. Well, listen. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's not let's not gloss over the pimping. So you was actually pimping. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Bay. Well, I mean, I know that it's natural to the Bay. So, how old are you? Twenty eight. So you're twenty eight. So you're pimping in an era. Because when I was a kid, we used to drive up and down the strip in Phoenix. There's a street called Van Buren. Down the Blade, yeah. And we used to, like, bitches would be walking. There'd be pimps on every corner. And we would just, like, prank hookers. Mm-hmm. We'd, like, you know, just fuck with hookers. Almost got killed a couple of times. Yeah. You know, f- chased down by pimps. We're fucking throwing water balloons at hoes and shit. We're just doing dumb shit. We're, like, some fucking jackass shit. Yeah. Um, but then that shit went away because Craigslist... Yeah. And the internet started popping. Mm-hmm. So was that that was like your era of the pimp shit? Like how did you get into pimping? I mean, the it first of all, pimping got into me. I didn't get into pimping. It, the sauce really chose me and that's just how it go. Being back from the bay. When you shining, you look good, you handsome, you're not white, somebody gonna come pay you. Somebody it's a bitch out there that want to pay you. She can't wait. So did you have like a bottom bitch? Yeah, I did. That was she, like your main... And she was solid too. Honestly, I just don't have the... I don't care. It's hard. For, I really don't care. And it's, it was hard to go through the motions of pimping because you got to respect the game. And that's something not to be played with because it don't change. It's forever. Mm. Those those rules are written in stone. 
and you got to respect that. And I knew that because I didn't want to come in disrespectful. But at the same time, I had to consider, like, do I care enough to respect it if I'm in it? And I don't because I'm a scammer. So, like, I don't want to call you if I just knocked your bitch and she paid me the fee. And now she want to come up under me. I don't care to call you and respect the game. Mm. Like if I'm looking at how long did that last? Like how long was that era of a couple years? It was I was on and off with it. I never was like all the way down, uh, stomped down in the mud. So would you have like, you know, just bitches posted up at hotels with the online ads booming? Like, mm-hmm. that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. And then Backpage got shut down. I I pivoted after that in a. I just started having the bitches running to the stores. I was tired of this shit. Tricks is dirty. And the way that hoes like to live in a bay is just too... It's just... It exposed me to too many people I don't like to be around. And I'm a super social nigga. I love company. Right, you should right. see my house now. But it just was like... I saw a picture of your bedroom on your IG. It looks stellar. Thank Stel- you. Stellar bedroom. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I just got a new rug today. Look, I'll show you a pic. Uh, I feel like anybody you pick up at the uh, is it is it called the Above the Clouds Festival? Head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. I feel like any of those lovely young Asian women would walk into your room and be like, "Oh my god, this is it." Yeah, they do it all the time. Oh, that's fire! That's a rug. Mm-hmm. That's fire. It's huge too. It's about it's about here to here. That's dope. Yeah. Scam boy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's in the bedroom. Uh huh. I'm trying to figure out a place to put it on the floor. Cause I so when you were when you when you were pimping, how, what was like your stable? Like the most amount of women at one time that three. were up three. That's good. I was my I was foot in foot out. It wasn't help like, me understand. Well, help me understand this because I don't think people truly understand like the business model of pimping, right? Yeah. Like, what is your purpose in the girl besides yep. taking her money? No, I mean it's more than purpose. It's everything. I'm everything. I not only am I the purpose, uh, I'm also the consequence. I'm the cause and the effect. I'm the alpha and omega in this situation. Like I'm your daddy, your boyfriend, your manager, your day to day. Everything. I'm everything. And so, I, so I just, any services that they need, you could they could hit you like, yo, this trick's not. He he he's not he's not paying or. Yeah. Uh, I fucking caught gonorrhea. And I need to go get the shot. Yeah. I need you to take me to the clinic or pay for this shit. Man, I wasn't fucking with no dirty hoes. But, but yo, but yeah. I mean, shit, in the, in the, in the uh, you know, I'm assuming that, yeah, that yeah. there's, even if a girl's clean, there's a chance that that could happen in that field. I mean, but the thing is, what a lot of people don't really know is a lot, a lot of like the bitches that's really in the game is some of the cleanest, safest women, humans. I've heard that. Zero experience, but I've heard and you that. You got to think, who has chlamydia? Like, rappers have chlamydia. Niggas yeah. like me in a club got yeah. chlamydia yeah. that just been fucking thousands of hoes. Facts. Not like the Indian nigga on Craigslist. Not the fucking Mexican dude in the, the back the, of his Not mama. the dentist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have right. gonorrhea. That's who paying for pussy. Right, 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 right. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like these girls are fucking... Yeah. Fucking like random dudes at Playhouse, yeah, and, and like, it's not like they're homeless, like right. fucking other homeless people. On right? The they're streets. not in fucking you know. They're not downtown LA taking shits on the side of the street. Yeah, like that's what turn, people and then turning tricks out of fucking yeah, tents. That's what people think. That, <laughs> right, right. Uh, when they think of that, but like they they not putting no respect on the on the sex workers' existence. They just they because they look at the occupation mm. as something that is so beneath them personally mm. and their values. They choose to uh, 
to to demonize um, how uh, their perception of that person, and, and they project that on the other people to where it's become almost like a standard of how we think about women. Even yeah, uh, even mistresses of. The, I even think the even night. even strippers get bad reps. Yeah. Like there's like a negative stigma, and it's like for what? And they're the richest bitches out. Facts. Steal. Don't gotta fuck. <laughs> Steal. Steal. They're at house parties right now. Yeah. In the hills. <laughs> um, it's not stopping with them. I was gonna say, um, now OnlyFans seems to be like the yeah. Tiger low key. Tiger, you could you might say Tiger's pimping right now Tiger. on OnlyFans. Uh, uh, because lightweight. Because we both uh, are legitimate black males. I don't want to uh, openly. Well, he's managing some OnlyFans girls. We'll yes. call him managing, right? Ti- Tiger, right, right, right. He's managing. Tiger is in the business of working very closely with sex work. True, and even even at times being a sex worker himself, because mm. I've accidentally seen his dick on Twitter before. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I wasn't happy about. I that. wasn't happy either. I wasn't. It it's was, always <laughs> the worst when you accidentally see a dick on your Twitter timeline. It was Wednesday, too. I remember it was Wednesday. I was eating Chipotle. I still haven't went back to Chipotle. Because you think Tiger. of Tiger's dick. It's terrible. I saw Trey Song's dick today on accident. I've purposely avoided it. I muted the word Trey Song's. Oh, you muted it? Because I didn't want to. You got to show me how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's in the settings on Twitter. Oh, man. Are you ever worried about some shit like that leaking to you? Do you have like... All the time. I, I, are you worried about it? Yeah. Oh. I think uh, any day now, some shit might hit the internet, especially if they got Trey. He's been at it for years. He OG. <laughs> if they got him, I don't stand a fucking chance. Uh, would you ever dabble in the OnlyFans shit? I made an OnlyFans, and I currently have a few subscribers. I just haven't posted content yet because I'm I'm trying to work on how I want to approach it. Because mm, you could like you could just post fan shit on there like, yeah i mean i think i want to do a plethora of everything like if i got if it's some genuine hoes out there or shit anybody it's only fans i can't keep track of who's buying the shit but right somebody want to get a dick pic for like 200 dollars or something i might post it in the dms or some shit later on down the line hey, if someone wants to pay you 200 dollars for a dick pic then i would definitely i've actually been paid more than that before you've been before. paid for a hey we you ever been paid for a dick pic jesse uh, no Feet pick. Same. Same. Well, you you know, we were talking earlier. You probably have nice feet. You got nice hands. Pause. Mm-hmm. Super pause. Um, okay. when it's gay to say pause. Is it? Yeah. It's gay to say pause and no homo. It's super gay. Is it super gay? Yeah. So don't say those. No. Okay. Just let it rock. Just let it rock. Because otherwise, like, why'd you bring it up? That's fair. If we start talking about narcotics and doing illegal shit, right? And I kept saying... Uh, hey, no police shit. But wh- when you were selling crack, well, like, where did you? You know what I'm saying? No police shit, though. Yeah, like, like, like no police. shit. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm the police. What the fuck? Right, 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 right. So you keep saying no homo and pause, like you're gay. Well, I had to stop. I had to stop saying no homo. I feel like it didn't age as well. No, because I'm a big Dipset guy. Yeah, love Cam. Love love that whole just era of hip hop and no homo was kind of like yeah. I feel like we got attached to that to- though, because shout out to Cameron. As Cameron Lil, bro, and somebody who often likes to, uh, I, I'm in a similar vein of fashion. Fashion, yeah. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Got, yes. He do a lot, uh, uh, and I, he inspire a lot for me. I don't even feel like he'd say that shit right now. I don't know if homo. that's true. I don't think know so? if that's true. I think yeah. I could see him saying pause, but no homo. I think, I, think, I think he might let that thing ride still. 
You think so? I, I I mean, I don't know. I I he's one of my bucket list interviews. He's one of the guys I've never interviewed. That's yeah. like there's like four or five, and Cam's one of them. I'm calling it now because my art interview was first. You have to bring me up in your interview with Cameron. Okay. How would you like me to bring you up? However you see fit. I'll just bring you to the interview. Yep. Yeah. You gotta. I'll, I'll do the prank. When you when you interview Cameron, I'll do the prank. See, I'm afraid of Cameron though. I'm not. I feel like, I feel like Cam is still that nigga. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. He, but you can't you can't go in there with fear in your heart. He a yeah. pit bull. He goes from Harlem. He gonna smell. Before, it out. I don't know if I prank Cam though, because I want to interview him like a bunch of times. Yeah. You and I are like boys. I don't know Cameron. <laughs> So I might only have one shot to make a good impression right, with Killer Cam. Right. You know I don't, don't want to ruin your Killer Cam experience. Now, if it was like, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Whoever the fuck. Freddie Gibbs, somebody who's like my boy. Like, yeah, we yeah. can prank him all day. But Cameron, I'm like, I want to make, I was a childhood guy. You know, he's one of my guys, you know? Yeah. For sure. Hey, what? so t- take 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 me back to the, uh, you know, obviously uh, you had the uh, viral situation with Russ that, mm-hmm. that went down. Mm-hmm. And I hated to see that because I'm cool with Russ and I'm cool with you. And I feel like you're one of the most brightest energies in hip hop. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And I wasn't privy to whatever had been said prior, but I was just like, yo, you're like, who fucking hates you? No, I mean, just him. Right. It, it, really. it, so I don't know what happened. Like, was there some sort of like re- remarks made that like led up to that? Because yeah, I mentioned him in a song and he didn't like it. Um, and it took a while because I was so, I was so mad at the fact that not only did I, in my mind, not diss him, I I never was trying to diss him, but, uh, I told him about it. I DM'd him beforehand. Someone comes out, I don't, he leaves me on red. And then the first time I see him, I don't even really know him. Or how it, or how he looks or nothing. I turn around, it's twenty, it's twenty motherfucking niggas. After he snaked me, and I just thought that was wild. As like a nigga as rich as he is, with his network and ability, right? He could have came at me different, especially since he knew. Like it's no way you planned that because he planned. It. He was the headline uh, headliner of that festival, and he mm. planned to to see me and have me jump because he was there early. I was mm. one of the openers, right? Me and Smino was just going. We was midday. I wasn't open. It was midday, but still, it, was, it wasn't the headliner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like he could have went about that way different, but he didn't, and he and he chose that route. But at the same time, you know, as a grown ass man, I did speak on him. Yeah, you know, he did, he I, did look at it as I spoke on him, and I he he always says like you can't tell me how to uh, uh, react to, to mm-hmm. and I think at that time, everyone was was just it was like. He was getting a lot of. I wasn't trying to down him. Right, I right, actually right. had followed him on Twitter, and I, I thought that Russ is. And I still do. I think it's really interesting how some people could have so much garner so much success in the industry and how they navigate, but still not be accepted by the culture. Mm-hmm. But they are clearly eating from it and feeding some things to it. Right. Um. So that's what the bar was about, but he took it as disrespect and responded accordingly. I can't be mad at uh, how he feel about it. Right. I'm obviously 
not happy with the outcome. Right, right, but, right. I mean, but I, your intention was not malicious with 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 the mention. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know him. Right, 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 right. Nothing to outright diss nobody. That was there any, ever any uh, correspondence with you guys after that, or is it just kind of what it is? What it is. Keep it moving. Yeah, it's over. It was never no correspondence about yeah. nothing. I just think I think that you know, like I said, you're. you're there could have been, but you were if, such a dope energy and and figure. Yeah, and I feel like on 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 his side too, like he's. I feel like he gives so much free game to artists, and he puts out so much dope quality music. I just think you, I think that window when everyone was coming at Russ, I just think he probably just made notes of like, okay, if if yeah, you know. he probably he was on his he was trying to be on his hitman shit. It's just really unfortunate because in a in a perfect world, we probably you guys could have made some fire music together some, or something. Because I know he's friends with Jid, but Jid know he can't be in the room with Russ around me. You know right, what I'm right, 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 so right, like, right. Um, you guys have mutual people. It's unfortunate. I mean, I think I think hopefully one day, you know, you guys. It's, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's I don't even look at it as unfortunate. It just happened. So yeah, it's like it, it is what it is, and you know, if if you guys ever have some correspondence in the future, cool. If not, it is what it is. From that, uh, I had some correspondence with with Benny the Butcher that I'm that I'm happy we was able to hash out because I've become a fan of him and what Griselda is doing as of recent. Nice tight. So, from what happened with Russ, you mm -hmm. got in contact with Benny. What, like, what, like, explain? Because uh, me and Benny had, like, Twitter knows, we had like a small altercation after the Dreamville shit, and it wasn't. We was not cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, we was not. We was not cool. And then the Russ shit happened, and he was, you know, they. they he was going on was tour with Russ. Yeah, yeah. And he had said something, and uh, I just reached out. I've, I've, I. Was able to get his number from somebody else and uh, made it happen. Connected with him, and we had a we had to talk as grown ass men. That's good. Respect. Yeah, Benny and Griselda. It's my fate. Like between what what they're doing and what Fred's been doing the last couple of years, it's like the, to me like the best rap. Oh, I love in it the, in I'd the world. It. Yeah, I love it. I feel like the pandemic made people like in 2020 people were listening to music differently because mm -hmm. they weren't at the fucking club. They weren't standing on couches. They were like listening in their headphones or at home or in the car. They were just listening differently. Right. So I feel that's like that's the only reason why I still exist. It's the only reason why I'm seeing success now, honestly, is because the pandemic forced everybody to actually listen to me rap. Right. Because everybody was looking for what my gimmick record was going to be once when I was super viral, mm -hmm. when the Drake shit was happening. Now Cole, like, what's his fucking... He just finna have one and be out of there, but it was... They was going to attach that to some type of gimmick. That shit was not going to work. Right, 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 right. They had to pull back, accept that these people still fuck with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like boom ganging myself, who's actually doing really well. I just watched his, followed him on YouTube. He's like turning his shit around. John yeah, Havana. good for him. Good for yeah, him, good right? For him. But like, I wasn't, I obviously wasn't that. Right. And people got to sit down and listen to my shit. And be like, oh shit. This nigga is, because I'm black belt at this point, just right. like trying to now... Compete against other dojos and still get better, but it's no more like drills mm. with me right now. Well, the out when's the album coming out? March. It's coming out in March. Yeah, March nineteenth. Assuming we're gonna get the movie after the album. Yeah, right after. Because that's got to be. I mean, a lot of editing and yeah, we're talking about a fucking movie. Yeah, even if it's like a ten minute movie, it's yeah. you know that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Single comes out next Friday. Yeah, on the twelfth. That's what the one with the better off alone sample, right? Yeah, that shit's fire. It's called How Many. 
Love that record. Yeah, Sam played me a few joints. He played me one that Pilo produced that was cool. Mm-hmm. He played me one that I hated. Uh, it was like Which a, one was that? the booty one or some fucking booty shit. I don't know. Oh, he played you demos? Probably. That, that's not on the album. He So he played me the Pilo record, and I was like, I was like, I like this record a lot. It just, it's some regional shit. Yeah. And he was like, well, what about this one? And then he played this like booty shit. And I was yeah. like, I'm telling you this. I was like, yo, don't let him put that song out. You hate it. I said, that shit is not it. Yeah. Then he played the the single, and I was like, this shit is it. Yeah. He had to, that nigga was going through the drafts, and then he found a miss. He played a miss, so he had to hit you with the cream of the crop. That shit is hard. (laughs) I was like, he had to hit you with the cream of the crop. I was like, this should be your biggest record. Yeah. Great record, man. No, I feel like it's going to be the biggest record in my career, and I'll show you the music video after this. We could watch it. Crazy, it's yeah. Let's ridiculous. do it. It's ridiculous. Fire. Are you working with um any of the eighty eight rising guys on the album at all? Like, no. I I have reached out to uh, to Brian to get him on something. I see him everywhere in North yeah. Hollywood. Every time I'm at the he grocery store, like shopping for Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. he's just there. Like he's at Whole Foods every day. Yeah. I think he said he said that he was working on some stuff and he wasn't really recording. Would so have no like, idea that he's popping either if you ran into him in person. He just looks like a like a high school kid. Yeah, really for like, sure. <laughs> he, he's a, he's such a genius. I love Brian. He's such a genuine dude. He just like what he like. Yeah, he's super passionate about yeah, yeah. it, and like that's it. You what about Joji? He seems like a very eclectic individual, very interesting cat. I never met the nigga. I don't know him. Yo, you haven't met him? No, I I only know people that know him. Like I. I'm hella cool with August, mm. and uh, he's on ADA Rising. He's super talented, and I know he hella fucks with Joji and shit. Um, same thing with Brian, but I never, I don't know him like that. I'm, I'm a fan of his shit, though. Yeah, his shit's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, man. There was a song that we both was on, but we never met. But you haven't linked with him. Mm-mm. Album's coming out in March. Mm-hmm. 17 what? 19. 19. Wait. What's the what's the album name? What's the number? Oh, I thought you were talking about the date. No. <laughs> well, you just gave away the date. March 19th, the album's coming out. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, the name of the album. 1176. 1176. Yeah. Boom. Go get that. And uh, thanks for the interview, man. Thank you for having me, you And fucking. we it was a long journey today. <laughs> we started with a prank, and then we ended up having a crazy interview. Yeah. Let's go. Super tight. Perfect. I, I wanted to give you a good interview either way. You see, I was complaining the blood about yeah, it. Yeah, like, bro, I'm trying to do some shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. God. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.